0: rolling what's happening y'all andy and zach a to z no bs we're here at an old familiar spot Mm -hmm. but for those of you who are tuning in live you've probably never seen this particular environment but we are back in our old stomping grounds and our own neighborhood Mm. east nashville we're at the east nashville beer works uh, one of our favorite places to uh, grab a beverage and it's a beautiful day to uh, to podcast, so I'm mm. really glad we're, we're out here.
1: Well, we almost got hit by
0: rain, but yeah, not quite. We dodged it.
1: We dodged that
0: rain. Yeah. Came down heavy around lunchtime.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I enjoy because we planted some new plants yesterday. I was really excited to plant our plants. And then I threw some, like, plant food on them, and then we got, like, a good soaking, and now they look amazing today, mm-hmm. and so I'm really pumped about it. I'm happy for you. It's the little things that make me an adult man that I'm like oh yeah just a trip down to Home Depot who knows what we're gonna get into
0: <laughs> you've seen the video where like the guy is finally ready to wear his dad outfit yes and yeah. he puts on the new balance yeah and the long white socks yep and his dad is behind him
1: yeah I like that one it's really good that's me except my dad's not there yeah <laughs>
0: I, I feel like that's a, a, a very relatable uh, experience. That's me, but my dad's not there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very much our Sunday was like that. I was like, let's plant some
0: plants. Go to the queue the home Depot yeah.
1: It's a good song. It's very motivating.
0: It's, it's quite a beat. Yeah.
1: So yeah, planted some plants and yeah. today they look great. I, I moved one. I don't know what it is. You're not a plant guy. Are
0: you? Do you have plants? You know what's funny? I actually have plants coming in the mail today. Do you really? Mm-hmm.
1: You, that you ordered? Mm-hmm. For real? Yep. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yep. I found a, a what I think is a reputable website that has a whole shipping system and uh, really great reviews. Would and... you get like a? Would you get the, one of those figs? No, I did not get figs.
1: It's a fig tree, not like fig figs, but like uh, a fig tree.
0: No. Nah. No, I got I got vines and I got um, s- some some plant that has uh, big leaves that have like. Does it have um, five big leaves? <laughs> it wasn't that web- It wasn't that kind of website. <laughs> Does it, it have a blossom in the middle that smells? <laughs> it wasn't that kind of website. Uh, I'll let you know though. Okay. <laughs>
1: I've heard they grow great don't, indoors. <laughs> don't try to smoke
0: my new houseplants, Andy. Oh You're man, <laughs> opportunity
1: missed, really.
0: No, do not, do not pluck out my new houseplants okay. and, and try to roll them. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, it's funny you mention that because I do have a few few new plants coming in, and yeah, I'm certainly no green thumb, but my uh, my old snake plants from last year. Kind of raggedy, so I'm mm. sprucing up the joint a little bit. Houseplants are always
1: tricky because I feel like, in an effort to not neglect them, I love them too much, and then they tend to die. Yeah. Here's a perfect example. We have this; um, it's a it's a potted small palm tree that like uh, it looks like it looks like fireworks. Like the palm leaves explode out almost like a bursting firework. It's gorgeous. It's really pretty. I made the mistake of we had like a, like a nice warm day in March and I was like, oh I want my little house plants to go outside and enjoy the warm day. It snowed <laughs> all over my plants and so I brought them inside and I dust, I, I quickly like dusted all of the and I thought that I saved them and over the course of the next couple of weeks that palm lost in that explosion it had three big big exploding. All of its leaves.
0: Oh no! Nah. It is now
1: three, just like twigs sticking out of soil. Now here's the good news. Good news. I I brought it in. All the leaves fell. I was very worried that it was going to die. I was very upset about it. My brother happens to be a landscape designer, mm. and I texted him and I was like, you know, what can I do? He was like, you know, look out for this, this, and this. We let it do its thing. It is now starting to sprout new green growth up the trunk. Mm. or whatever so it is trying to bounce back and i gave it some plant food yesterday and we had all this good rain and then i brought it inside and i swear to god one of the palms grew like an extra three inches overnight i swear i went home earlier before the podcast and i looked at it and two separate times i was like i swear that plant's growing right now i'm not looking at it but like it's growing like an inch every time i look away from it so i'm i'm um, optimistic that it's bouncing back House plants are hard, though.
0: Speaking of something growing an inch every time you look at it, get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Andy, I think... It's hard to do. It's always there. I think it's on the internet now. I think it's public knowledge that you are going to be a new dad. I am going to be a dad. Oh, yeah, this is the first time we're talking about it on the podcast. So, of course, I'm referencing... A baby that goes right. into a toddler and the next yeah. thing you know you're paying for college he's going to UT so
1: I'm told yeah yeah I'm gonna be a UT alum I'm gonna be bouncing up there on the weekends <laughs> partying like I did back in 2006 yeah, And 2012 <laughs> we're,
0: all, we're already looking 18 and a half years ahead I
1: know I'm very excited and start yeah. planning right now so congratulations sir thank you well yes. um Yeah, no, we're very excited. We're 13 weeks along, so it's still early. Uh, Due date is October 28th. Um, We could know the sex, but we don't yet. Um, And I don't know when, I don't know if we'll find out before the birth or not. Um, We're kind of waffling on that decision. So, for now, we don't know what we're having. Um, But, speaking of, like, growing, every Friday, uh, so my wife, Megan, has an app that's, like, Here's what's going on with your baby, like, in, like uh, anatomically or physiologically this week. Like, your baby's got teeth, or your baby's got, you know, uh, lungs are developing, or fingers are developing, or so on and so forth. Um, and it, it will relate your baby's size to, like, a piece of fruit. Right. And for that week, we call it that. So, uh-huh. like, it's been kumquat. <laughs> it was, like, blueberry, and then it was kumquat, and it was lime. This week, it's peas. Oh wow! It's like the length of like like a like a beanstalk, like Str- yeah, some pea. peas. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's even crazier? So we're thirteen weeks along. Her best girlfriend is also pregnant with a girl. They know the sex. Um, they they had an ultrasound. They're only seven weeks ahead of us, and there's a human. It looks like a human in that photo, in mm. that ultrasound photo. It's a human being. Yeah, and she's only seven weeks ahead. Ours looks like green beans apparently, and seven weeks from now, there'll be a human-looking thing, yeah. Fe- fetus, Yeah. so yeah, no, we're very
0: excited, um, so yeah. No, congrats, man. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah. I've we're- done a
1: really hard job of absolutely nothing while she's been sick and depressed <laughs> and going through all the emotions and the fatigue and the yeah. nauseousness, and I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well your your kid is going to be in uh the hypertrophy phase for quite a little while about to
1: enter that bulking
2: phase. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i
1: mean she so she has been carb loading actually she likes carbs sure yeah we're carb loading right now we're putting on some mass we're cultivating mass cultivating
0: mass (laughs) yeah love it so yeah love it
1: we're we're very excited about it um so, yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations. I'm, I'm super happy for the both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah we're, um, it's a thing. Someone asked me today, they're like, how, what's your ratio of excited to like anxious, nervous? And I think where we're at right now, timeline-wise, I'm very excited. I think when she's like eight months, I'll be a lot more anxious.
2: Sure.
0: But we'll see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ask me again in September how I'm feeling.
0: You can plan on it. <laughs> you can plan on it. I will ask you on the show. Okay. I think that's going to be a theme. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but no, it's been good. And, like, she's got all these doctor's appointments, and I've been going to them. Like, she was doing blood work last week, mm. and and we got to hear the heartbeat, and that was cool. Yeah. That was pretty wild. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty surreal. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a weird thing that on when I wasn't about to be a dad, and people would tell me that, I was like, cool. And now that I'm on this side of it, I'm like, whoa. So anyway, yeah. It's like someone being really excited about an unrelated like topic. Like someone like telling you all the perks of like an Apple laptop. And I'm like, I don't care. I know they're very excited. It means something to them. To me, it means nothing. That's how it is. Like, on that side of it, I was like, I don't. I don't. Okay, whatever. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, whoa. 172 beats a minute. Or whatever. <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah man. that's cool well yeah of course i mean something is so deeply personal if you don't have the reference for it then yeah i mean that makes sense so yeah i have been very excited about my new apple laptop mm. now you are excited about your new kid yeah and we each have our respective oh, okay yeah
1: it's just exactly i'm the happy same. for you
0: it's the same <laughs> exactly.
2: it
1: basically is the same thing
0: yeah right new laptop new kid
1: I mean, I feel like it's any, like anything that's new, like the newness of it, you're like, whoa. And then, you know, I'm sure the kid won't wear off on me. Maybe. Maybe one of these days will be like, oh, that kid. <laughs> Hell, the kid might be on this podcast, depending on like, like Ooh, child care situations and stuff. Yeah. Now that might be a little bit dicey depending on like how needy, because I don't want to be in the middle of a conversation and be like, hold on, Zach, I got to feed this baby. Or maybe we can't. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get down
0: there. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, we'll have to reference the, um, we'll have to reference the parental leave in our podcast contract mm-hmm. to see what the what the stipulations are.
1: In fairness, at East Natural Beer Works, where we're currently podcasting, there's a playground right behind me. Now I know the kid won't be fully ready for that, but. <laughs>
0: There might come a time, episode like three hundred ninety-one, yeah, where we might be where we are podcasting from the playground. Yeah, where little Andy Junior is playing maybe, around on the monkey bars, doing some
1: pull-ups. Yeah, maybe some. Assi- we'll do some assisted
0: pull-ups. Yeah, you know, we're we'll sliding t- down the slide, rolling around the dirt. We'll train him or her in real time. Okay. Have you seen? Um, have you seen like the babies who can like grip? and hang on they can they can do like straight arm hangs like right right from the get yeah i don't know about right from the get but yeah at a relatively young age
1: it's yeah it's
0: pretty wild yeah your hands you know there's something to be said about strong hands yeah yeah that's wild
1: yeah yeah getting that grip strength going early on yeah my baby's not gonna be a a slacker they're gonna be an athlete Of course. Live out my well my lackluster athletic career to yeah. my kid and be I'm, like, You're gonna get scholarship.
0: I'm imagining the uh, the football guy from Napoleon Dynamite. That, that'll be me. You throw this football over the mountains.
1: And throw on my rotator cuff.
0: <laughs> it's been known to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's been known to happen. Yeah, I don't
1: mm. think that'll be me. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. And, and again, we don't know what it's going to be. Everybody that we've talked to is like, I think it's going to be a boy. And I'm like, I mean, that's a fifty-fifty shot. That's like me on the on the roulette table at Vegas. I was like, I don't know, black. Hey, it
2: worked for you. <laughs> it did it? Did work? It worked for, me. for you.
1: It did. So I don't know, but yeah, we're excited about it. She yeah. is going through a, a like lately. The last week or two have been a lot better, but it's been a rough go for her. Sure. Sure. So, but anyway, yeah. Cool I right g- on, man. I guess we should talk about fitness at some point. Now would be a good time. I suppose. Now, I was going to say, I was looking at our time.
0: <laughs> um,
1: well, I, was, I guess we can start off with this. So, okay. Also, good news. The other, the, the great news would be that we're having a kid, but also, this past Saturday we did the workout out at Cornelia. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think I, I, I liked. I didn't mind the earlier start time. If mm-hmm. you're up for that, we can we'll discuss off air. Yep. I like that. I can bring kettlebells. I just have to remember to leave with them on Friday from the gym or whatever. Um, and I wouldn't mind if it like turns into like a small group thing, so long as we can talk about this more off air. I do still want to get a really good workout
0: in. Well, I I kept us moving. You did. No, you we, did a great job. I think towards the end we had a couple surprise guests. That right kind of cooled us down yeah but um
1: i didn't feel like we got a bad workout in considering all the things we were doing
0: yeah i got i got a little sore in my chest a little little sore in the shoulders
1: i didn't but i did get a good pump i liked it i mean it was good
0: i had a good time so for context what andy is talking about is um i put out so i've been wanting to do like a free community-based work out in our local park here in east nashville for a long time for mm-hmm. like two or three years I yeah, to
1: we do had it. talked about this like a year ago and um, then you and i both got broken that's what happened yeah
0: right yeah now, so yeah okay COVID happened in 2020 and then getting broken last year so now um we're trying to kind of start that up so yeah i just kind of threw it out there to um a couple of my uh you know, a couple of my social network circles if anybody was interested in showing up. So we had a couple friends who Mm -hmm. came out and that was super fun. So I just brought a couple kettlebells and in this particular part of the park, uh, we just kind of have like a playground of bars. So bars to hang from, bars to do inverted rows from, Mm -hmm. bars to do push-ups off of.
1: I mean, it is designed to be like workout equipment. Yeah. It's not like... They're not just like random bars that we like turn into... It's actually an actual like workout space. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's a cool spot and you get a little bit of shade mm-hmm. um, and you're right there at the air park. So this is also a defunct airport. Right. Training airport.
1: Cornelia Air Park.
0: Cornelia Fort Air Park. So um, a lot of people like to show up for... Jogging, walking, biking, rollerblading, yeah. hanging out with the kids. There's another, like, little kid play area adjacent to the um,
2: the oh, bars and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it, it actually kind of harkens back to really how I got my start with kettlebells because kind of back in the day when I was living at home, back in my hometown, um, I would actually take a kettlebell or two out to the Dan, Dan River Park. So I would like carry a kettlebell, I don't know. It felt like a quarter mile. It was probably more like an eighth of a mile from the parking lot to the riverfront where all their bars were. And I would just practice my kettlebell swings, snatches, squats, get ups, just all the basics. And I would just combine all that with basic push-ups sprint across the field pull-ups all that stuff so for me it very much you know is uh, brings back a lot of nostalgia for those first like six or eight months that I was actually training with kettlebells myself Hmm. because that was actually what I would do is if I wasn't working out at home so I would take kettlebells out to the to the park and I guess you could say like my first official training session was out at a park when I would, like, bring friends out and teach them kettlebells. Hmm. So, um, I'll never forget doing, like, I don't know, like a bunch of kettlebell snatches and then a bunch of pull-ups, and I didn't realize that I had torn the calluses on my hands, and the the playground bars were all painted yellow, and I remember going back to do pull-ups, and there were these big... Bloody handprints.
1: Oh, buddy,
0: on the pull-up bar, and I looked down at my hand. and I was like, "Holy cow!" And it was one of the first times I'd ever torn, torn my hands. Huh. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. So, all that to say, a couple kettlebells and a pull-up bar, place to do push-ups, place to do a little sprint or a little walk, a little farmer carry. All you need.
1: Well, next time I'll bring my um, this. Well, this weekend's actually. Two things, the first is it looks like it's gonna rain.
0: Yeah, we might have to...
1: Right now it looks like it's gonna rain, but also Saturday it looks like it's gonna rain, so who knows, so the Cornelia Air, or, uh, Air Park workouts will be TBD on like weather. Yeah, but like once we hit like this summer, like the rain will kind of subside. Usually, it doesn't rain often in the mornings in the summer here in Tennessee, so we yeah. should be good on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And we can always default to uh, to Gym Five. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I had a good time, and Andrew came out all the way from Brentwood, which I thought yeah. was super cool. Um, which just goes to show the reach that you have in your social media circles. Um, a guy from Brentwood drove out. Yep. which is, it was like a 45-minute drive-ish. Nah, no, maybe not 40, mm, 30-ish minutes. Yeah. Cornelia is kind of tucked back into East Nashville, so that, that would add some time, but yeah, it's a cool park, cool spot. Mm-hmm. I had a, honestly, I very much enjoyed, mm-hmm. I think mostly, the, the mm-hmm. not, it wasn't so crowded. Now that we, we've yeah. talked, we've said a million nice things about Gym 5, this is just a different, There's a change of pace. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it, I had a good time, I got a good pump, so...
0: Yeah, getting out there in some sunshine, and, yeah, so maybe, like, to give the listeners, like, uh, maybe, like, some tactical, practical, like, training advice, like, what do you do when you are, what do you do when, like, let's say, like, in our case, new guy shows up, we don't exactly know, like what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with, you know, obviously like as trainers ourselves, not trying to turn this into like a personal training session. Sure. Like We're just kind of there to show up and have like kind of a casual fun workout. So I kind of always default to like 30 to 45 second timed density training, hmm. you know? So like our workout was like some kettlebell practice, um some specifically some technique work for our new friend and then hey for the next 45 seconds hop up on the bar and do xyz bar work Mm -hmm. so whether that's straight arm hang scapular pull-ups flexed arm hang chin-ups pull-ups and mix and match right so kind of just taking like one environment so to speak which is the pull-up bar and just kind of cycling through your options and yeah 45 seconds with your hands on a bar is a long time but especially if you can have your feet on the grounds you mm-hmm. can self-assist mm-hmm. um, so that was fun so we kind of went like from that to 45 seconds of push work so either straight arm plank mm-hmm. or slow push-ups mm-hmm. or fast push-ups or
1: Asymmetric holds,
0: scapular push-ups, mountain climbers, you know anything just kind of working that straight arm, horizontal push or that push-up motion. Um, Again, it's pretty scalable, right? For like for most people. And then our third bar exercise was, what were those like angled? angled bars we used
1: them for inverted rows like uh, neutral grip inverted rows you're talking about the when we do the inverted rows yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think they're designed for parallel bar dips but you and I use them for parallel grip inverted rows yeah
0: the Um, top the top bar was for dips right and then you had that triangle. angle
1: I don't know if it was I don't know there's probably a sign that said like you could do this or this on this you know whatever I didn't look. I know for sure that it was designed to be like a parallel bar dip. I don't know if they had intended it to be an inverted row, but it was a great one. Yeah, right. It was a really good setup for an inverted row, especially neutral grip or whatever. Yeah. Um, What I liked about it was they had two of those at, I think, a slightly different height, like Mm -hmm. like a couple inches. And then the the push-up bars that we're talking about, that one was – there was one that was like maybe 10 inches off the ground – one that was maybe like three feet off the ground and then one that was maybe like five feet off the ground or something. I, I don't remember. And then the pull-up bars was like multiple heights as well. So, like, there, there was something for everybody in terms of, like, height or scalability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was able to do my first pull-up in right. 13 months. I hadn't done a pull-up unassisted in 13 months. That's and right. I did my first one. And I think part of the reason that I felt more comfortable doing it, not that I couldn't do this at my own gym, um yeah. But part of the reason I felt comfortable was because the pull-up bar section had multiple heights. So, like, I could do one that I could do, like, a partial range of motion with my feet on the ground. So, like, supported. And then I could do one where I could, like, jump and, like, just focus on the eccentric. But I could still touch the ground if I needed it. And then I was able to scale that into a full range of motion body weight pull-up. First one in 13 months. Yeah, man. So, the scalability built of the that sort of built playground I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And to your point, I mean, it was, what, three or four different apparatus, apparatus, and then kettlebells, and that was still a phenomenal workout. Yeah. Um, with those creative constraints. It was super cool. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. And We didn't even really get into kettlebells that much.
1: We didn't. So, and you and I can talk about this more off air because I agree with you because we're not necessarily there to, like, coach, coach. I don't mind helping, like, technique-wise. Um, yeah but because Andrew was there and he was working on his kettlebell technique stuff I will more than likely unless you want me to jump in there I'm going to let you take the reign you organized it A you brought the kettlebells B and you're the kettlebell king C so I'm not going to necessarily like worm my way in there on coaching technique stuff but if you and I end up doing this more often and especially if it grows to multiple people I, I will hop in there and coach a little bit more I just, I didn't of want course. to be, yeah, I wanted you to let you do your thing, and you and I hadn't talked about it beforehand, so I wasn't about to jump in there and be like, no, try this other thing. That looks like um
0: Like a disc golf?
1: It's a disc golf, a portable disc golf, so we're quite literally trying to... Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, if you hear some clangy clank. Yeah. Clingy somebody... clankity clank.
0: Yeah, I've never played disc golf, but...
1: I haven't either. Yeah. Uh, I know some people who love it, um... Uh, Travis Pollan, who we had on the podcast last year Friend of the show Friend of the show He and I literally just had a conversation about the difference between Clink Clank
0: Clang And clunk Okay.
1: Right before we started recording this podcast So if Travis is (laughs) listening and he starts hearing some clinking and clanking It's just the universe saying that I don't know what it's trying to say Nothing it's just that somebody's trying to play disc golf.
2: You're clinking, in, clanking, clanking. In t-shirt. fairness,
1: somebody's trying to throw frisbees in an enclosed space at a brewery.
0: Yeah, that's a little. I think there might actually be a meetup on Mondays. I think I actually remember that from the last time we were podcasting oh. here back in the day. Okay. I think there is a disc golf meetup on Mondays. Hopefully, Monday it's
1: nights. not before whatever time it is. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine trying to drink beer and there's like frisbees like. It, it, yeah, it's a very enclosed space. It's not a huge space that we're in right now. So, like, yeah. Frisbees might be flying overhead here in a second. Yeah. Might be taking out your Facebook your, uh, Live. That's uh, a risk we take. Speaking of which, I think we lost the blue oh, light. Oh,
0: no. This Well, this is on. Oh, hmm. uh, yeah. You know what?
1: Did the thing lose battery power?
0: It may be. Mm, that's weird Mm. you know what I may have lost power to my phone
1: really were you that low on battery power
0: well no
1: blue light huh? no blue light anyway well um, Zach is working on his uh, equipment or whatever
0: well whatever I
1: don't know new setup there's gonna be some
0: technical difficulties yeah that's alright if we have to, if we have to delete this live, so be it.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Thank you for looking out for the blue light though.
1: I mean, I don't know how long it's been off. I just now looked at it.
0: That's so, so weird. <laughs> uh, that's bizarre. Well, it happens. In any case, um, no man, all that to say, like, you can definitely jump in. I mean, I may be the, the kettlebell nerd here in the group, but, you know, uh especially if if and when like more people show up like yeah clean people up
1: okay yeah and you and i hadn't talked about it, and again you organized it so i wasn't about to be like no zach let me tell you <laughs>
0: yeah i think there's something to be said with like you know getting a good mix of like some pointers some tips and then just setting setting the drills and the exercises and the workout and the routine up in such a way that just kind of promotes movement autonomy lots of um, lots of scalability lots of different choices that kind of thing so that can be both kind of uh, that can be both kind of tricky especially when you're in, like, a minimalist environment, minimalist mm-hmm. training environment. Um, but that's also something I think we both have a lot of experience with. So
1: Well, you know, um, Andrew had just met both of us, and he was in a, a you know, an unfamiliar – he was coming from Brentwood, so he was in an unfamiliar environment, so on and so forth. So it's not even just that, like – as we get new people that come on board or whatever, there's gonna be a newness to the whole space, to working with us or whatever. And so, you know, we're not, I tell my clients this all the time, I'm not looking for like perfection day one. We're just, let's just move. Let's move and have some fun. And as long as it doesn't hurt in a bad way, we're gonna keep working on it. Like I'm not looking for perfection. One of my newest clients right now, um, we've been learning to kettlebell swing, and just by virtue of being a little bit more consistent with it, and as he gets more comfortable with me and the space and everybody else that's in there, it's cleaning up on its own mm-hmm. with a couple little pointers here and there. And yeah. I'll, I just reassure him. I'm like, look, like as long as it doesn't hurt in a bad way, it's gonna get there. Like we are gonna figure it out. But yeah, I think it's a lost cause.
0: Yeah, I'm just playing with it. I know.
1: You're like me where my speakers were going out and the only thing i could think about was how my speakers weren't working we're in the middle of a work and i'm like man i really wish these speakers were working
0: (laughs) yeah so um yeah man but all that to say uh yeah i think i think especially I, i meant to bring a resistance band maybe just bring a couple bands
1: talking about like a, like the half inch bands or whatever like the like pull apart band yeah yeah pull aparts okay what about like a pull up bar band like a assisted pull up kind of thing uh yeah if we want to you we, this can evolve we don't yeah. have to figure it out right
0: now yeah for sure um, I also like you know just the fact that there are different heights on those bars so you can just jump up mm-hmm. or use like you know, leg assist, that kind of thing. Yeah, well,
1: and I can bring sandbags. I've got two 75-pound sandbags. I've got a 67-pound sandbag. It's just really a matter of pulling my truck up to the front door of my gym and dumping some stuff in the back.
0: Yeah, again, I think one of the cool things that we could do at the airpark is doing, like, carry medleys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and after you left, Andrew and I did a little uh, I-Go-You-Go suitcase carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was fun. But, yeah, if we... If we get, like, a few folks in, like, a sandbag bear crawl, or not bear crawl, bear hug carry yeah. relay with a with a sandbag.
1: You want me to bring my 117 out? That's Samantha. She's pink. That might be a lot. The 67 I, and the 75s
0: would be good for the beginners. Yeah. I feel like if you just do, like, a Zertra carry. Yeah, with the 75s. You know, for a minute or two and pass it off. I could bring the 200 out. Person to person. We might have to work up to that. <laughs> we
1: might have to work up to that. I literally was telling Megan the other day that I was like, I don't think I can do, I don't think I can do the 200 anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't think I could do pull-ups, now I can do pull-ups. So yeah. I'll work my way up to the 200. But, dude, there are hard things that I've done in the gym before, but picking up a 200-pound sandbag might be up there. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. I think we can add to it. I don't want just, to. I just don't want to get too crazy and get like all the things.
0: Yeah. No. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so I think um, maybe weekly, but I could definitely see, like, an every other week kind of routine going on out at the air park.
1: Okay. It might be one of those we just play by, you know, that's what sucks about that is, like, planning to see if we, like, get other people there. Yeah, yeah. Is that if it's weather-dependent, which it's going to be, like, if it's pouring rain or if it's hot as shit, you know?
0: Well, and all that to say, like, as far as I'm concerned, if we could just get, like, three to five folks who are... Engaged and excited about just coming out—that's that's all I need. Okay. And anything else beyond that is is kind of gravy. All right. You know?
1: Well, I usually bring the um, I usually bring the red truck to work on Fridays, and then it needs some weight in the back of it anyway, so I can throw the pink sandbag and the black sandbags and a couple kettlebells back there, and then uh, show up on a Saturday. Yeah. If I'm not going camping.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay,
1: we'll figure it out.
0: So, yeah, it's exciting times, you know? The weather is nice enough out. Obviously, it's gonna be blazing hot before we know it, but at least at maybe like that 8, 8.30 hour, we could probably get in a good 45 minutes to an hour before it gets too crazy.
1: Actually, yeah, and then to the point of like showing up earlier, yeah, I mean that would be kind of nice to be a, like show up at eight thirty when it's not as hot. I mean it's gonna be, but like in, in theory it won't be as bad as like four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Um, related but sort of tangential. Um, how long do you think that you were like regularly active? Let me back up. If you had shown up to the air park like we did on Saturday ten mm-hmm. years ago. Uh could you have done as good a job either coaching or like training your own self in that space given those constraints
0: as you did this past Saturday? Mm, Probably not.
1: And what do you think, how much time do you think that you need to, like, the reason I asked the question is one of my goals as a coach in my own gym space is to help make my clients as comfortable in the gym with every piece of equipment that we have as I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's difficult because I have 17, 18 years of experience in the gym. Mm. And I don't think that 10 years ago I could have walked into the air park like we did on Saturday and been as creative. Or I might have been a little bit too... I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Not rigid, but too... Um, too bogged down by the details. Mm-hmm. There's a certain... There's a certain flow state that you and I have reached, and I don't think that you'll disagree with me here. Like, we went to the air park, we had a couple kettlebells, we had a couple bars and fr- yeah. in our body weight, yeah. and that was a great workout. When you and I show up to gym five, we never have a plan. And while some workouts are better than others in terms of, like, total load moved or, you know, how hot, like, how hard we go, whatever, we never have a bad workout at gym five. We've, I've never nice. walked away from gym five and been like, oh, you know, that was a wasting my time never sure um there's almost like a flow state yeah how long do you think you have to be in this game to get to that flow state
0: you know i don't think it's a matter of time i think it's a matter of experience
1: well i think time and experience in my in this question are well
0: intertwined yeah because i think there's i think there's a lot of trainers who have been around for years and years and they haven't they still have the blinders like, on they still have the blinders on hmm. you know what i mean so like i'm i'm at this point now where like i see it's it's maybe not even a matter of like a quote unquote rookie trainer mistakes or stuff like that i think it's more of a matter of like what what environments and what methods what challenges has a trainer had to work through or work with hmm. and like some some trainers just right off the bat after a couple years are like as good as any veteran because like they've had to do their own thing. They've Mm -hmm. had to train people everywhere and they, and they've worked with a diverse population. So I think it's more of a matter of just that, that breadth of experience of training different types of people (laughs) in different environments. Um, But you know, that's probably something that takes at least three to five years because for the average trainer that's the amount of time you're gonna have to put in to get those experiences hmm. you know it could be more could be less but um, yeah man and I, I can very much relate with what you were saying like ten years ago or like when I was just starting off it would have been like oh we're just gonna take the whole hour and I'm gonna teach you how to hip hinge
2: oh yeah you know
0: what I mean right as opposed to Hey, here's here's just some movement options.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's let's get warmed up. I mean, you know how I like to do my robust, like warm up. So was stretching, wo- I was warm- gonna say that was the first warm
1: up, <laughs> non-specific uh, warm up I've done in like three years.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm 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 glad I got to uh, facilitate that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're stretching. We're doing some dynamic moves. We're getting into our hip and shoulder work into our joint mobility work I mean I think that's just a great way to get get moving break the ice that whole thing and then yeah then we moved into squats lunges Mm -hmm. plank work and it's just kind of a natural progression into kind of the more quote-unquote hardcore stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah that's something that I try to remind myself of and something that I try to impart on you know my colleagues is that i think the number one number one mistake that any kind of trainer new old or otherwise makes is like too much yapping mm. and not enough moving if you want to mm-hmm. yap get yourself a podcast like that's <laughs> that's that's why we're here that's why we're doing this but when when people are showing up for the workout like it's time to move mm-hmm. it's time to move time to groove and you just got to be comfortable You you can't let the good, you can't let perfect be the enemy of the good, Mm. or however that saying goes. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be a perfectionist. You just, you just got to get rolling.
1: Like that's literally with my clients. Like, you know, should I do this exercise or should I do this or how much weight? And I'm like, it's all work, it's all good. Yeah. As long as the effort's there whether your one arm row is 25 pounds or 20 pounds i don't care like if it's eight reps or 12 reps or 15 reps, like just get get your reps in just make sure the effort's there yeah like i don't know like i think i used to be like i did my uh guest lecture at mtsu on friday for the students and part of the lecture um i talk about what i do for a living which is personal training and coaching but I, um, I sort of dichotomize, like, hard skills and soft skills. The hard skills being, like, sets, reps, you know, intensity, volume, recovery, like, all the stuff that you and I like to nerd out about. Like, all the stuff that I like to read about, think about, whatever. And while that all matters, it does. All that stuff matters. At the end of the day, as long as we're moving... And moving consistently and moving with a consistency of effort, like effort. Really, really, it's two things. As long as there's consistency and as long as there's effort, and this is barring like any specific goal, like like a powerlifting meet, or let's say you're going to do like a kettlebell certification. Let's say you just want to be fit for the sake of fit. You want to be strong for the sake of strong, whatever, whatever. As long as you're consistent and as long as the effort's there, Everything else is kind of superfluous details, if we're going to be honest. After that, it's, you know, whatever movement looks good, feels good. Whatever grip width looks good, feels good. Whatever bar type looks good, feels good. Doesn't matter. As a younger trainee and as a younger coach, I thought it did. But at the end of the day, as long as you're consistent and as long as you put a lot of effort into it, it doesn't matter. For most of us, most of the time. Which is I think kind of ties back into the sort of like flow state. We didn't go into the air park, jot down like a bunch of notes down, like write a workout. We just kind of viewed the space and kind of went with the flow of like what looked good, what felt good, kind of modified here and there. And it was a great workout and it was fun. It's almost as if stripping away all of the constraints just makes the, like working out and especially being consistent at five or six days a week or however much, you know, you and I lift, makes it that much more fun. It's more of this like that flow state makes it fun
0: yeah well it's it 's exactly what we were talking about with Dan John, which is we 've got to be careful that we 're not putting up more barriers to fitness
2: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to opportunities and mm-hmm. and grease slides you know to mm-hmm. to move down and that's i think I think you have to be. you have to be knowledgeable, well read in the craft of training. Mm-hmm. Like it's important to have that deep well of knowledge. But when it comes to execution, you have to be you have to be creative, you have to be flexible and you know the ironic thing is is you you have to like let go of the book. Mhm. You know, So, you know, again, it's very much, I can't help but draw the, you know, analogy to, like, jazz. You know, mm. like, you got to know your notes, you got to know your scales, you got to know your instrument, you got to, like, put your time in with all of that stuff, all the fundamentals of music. But I think jazz is such a great example because jazz by its very nature is improv-based. Mm-hmm. You can just show up on a stage with a random collection of musicians and you you pick out a tune that everybody knows drummer kicks out the tempo and away you go
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and and everybody is expected to improvise on the spot right and as long as you know your stuff and you know you're not stepping on anybody's toes you're not doing anything that's like egregious it's like you're expected to just Go with it. Mm -hmm. Show us something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And not to be a barrier to the music. That's a big part of musicianship, is not being a barrier Mm. to the music, to the muse, to the groove, all that good stuff. So Mm. the hallmark, I think, of a good musician is getting out of the way, Mm. serving the song, not letting your ego get into it, not overplaying not trying to hog the spotlight but rather trying to serve the song and I would think what serves the song the most is what gets people interested what gets Mm. people dancing, what gets people tapping their toes, what keeps people intrigued and engaged with the music Mm. not just being impressive, not just showing off Mm. and not just playing it quote unquote by the book. Right. Or by by the music. It's just it's just creation in real time.
1: There's with with training and with coaching, there's a sort of like yin and yang between like technical proficiency of knowing the rules and going with the flow and breaking the rules. Yeah. Um I say breaking the rules as if there's like hard and fast rules and you're going to get like a ticket if you break them or whatever. But, um, but you got you to gotta know the rules pretty well before you know how to break them. Or the way that I think about it, uh, I had a client, a new client today that was asking some questions. She was like, well, you know, why would we do this one exercise versus this other one? I think, the, I think all exercise is good. But I think you need to know what the benefit of the exercise you're talking about is just as much as you know the the, the, the pros and the cons. Mm. Like, if I make this decision, what's the cost? The cost-benefit. Um, and I don't think that there's a right and wrong answer. It just depends on the client and the context and what we're trying to do. But there's this careful dance between knowing the rules and when to break them and also knowing, like does it really matter if I do a dumbbell bench press versus a barbell bench press with with this particular client? Right. Not really. At the end of the day, as long as, you know, the load selection, sets, reps, whatever, all the technical bullshit, as long as that's all managed in a reasonable way, we should be good either way. It doesn't matter. Yep. But going back to sort of one of my guiding like North stars, whatever you want to call it. um, I want my clients to feel confident when they, when they, slide under a barbell bench or if they grab a bar to deadlift or whatever Mm -hmm. or if they rack a safety bar i want them to feel comfortable and confident and all that so that's why we we do those exercises i don't think that everybody has to know how to do them Mm -hmm. but i would like to prepare my people to not need me one day right and so one of my guiding stars is you know again but again it goes back to cost-benefit whatever so it's hard to like to it's hard to coach and be so rigid. We have to do things this one particular way. I deviate from my programs all the time. I've, you've seen them—the written yep. programs on the wall. For the most part, we stick to it, like ish. I'd say like eighty percent ish. But I'll deviate in the moment when I have to. If someone comes in, they're hungover. If someone comes in, they're tired. Someone came in this 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 morning. This is this really happened. Her dad died over the weekend, mm. and she showed up this morning to work out. Like. I'm going to modify here and there, at least ask questions, be a human being. I'm going to be a human being first and a coach second and modify training. And as long as the efforts there and the consistency there, I don't care Yeah. if we do a vertical press or horizontal press or a barbell or a dumbbell or a kettlebell, it's all working. It's all good. Yeah. So, but I think it takes time to get into that flow state, both as a coach and a trainee.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think as a trainer and as someone who's like running a gym, you kind of showing people and leading people with the idea that the intricacies of the programming doesn't matter near as much as just being flexible and adaptable Mm -hmm. to, to your training and, and low again, just lowering the barrier to entry, lowering the barrier to what is considered successful Mm -hmm. or, or a success. Um, and that is hopefully what's going to translate for people, and is what they're going to leave with. So that, speaking to your point, if and when they're training outside of antivans training training conditioning, they're not gonna they're not gonna spend two weeks researching a program before they get started. Right. Which is what so many people do. Right. Uh, you know, I should even say like, most people do research ad nauseum before they ever. Mm -hmm. you know even get to the gym so again it's like knowledge can be a barrier more than anything Mm -hmm. process by analysis it's super common so yeah just being just instilling this mindset of just showing up getting started equipping them with the skills that they can use in a variety of contexts with a variety of tools Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about
1: I tell them often, like, uh, especially on days when they come in and they're like, man, I'm just really tired. And, I, you know, I don't know. Like, it was hard to get here this morning. I was like, look, the hardest set of anything we're going to do today is walk through that door. Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest set. And you already did it. You're here. Now good stuff will happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, there'll be maybe some hard stuff, maybe some not so hard stuff. But they're, they're, you're here and we're going to push our limits if we can. But, like, you already did the hardest thing you're going to do today, which is walk through the door. Yep. So, um. Yeah, and I'd like to think, I don't know for sure, but I'd like to think that that's sort of talking about barriers and reducing barriers. I would like to think that hopefully when I say that to them, it feels downhill from there. Mm. Like, okay, well, I made it. I know I'm going to deadlift, or I know I'm going to bench press, or I know I'm going to squat, and I know it's going to be hard, it's going to be heavy, but I'm here, and I'm ready to work. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Flow state.
0: It <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, life is uh, chaotic, it's unpredictable. And, yeah, training should make us more adaptable and resilient and not less so. Right. You know, so if you need, you know, that's what always trips me out about, honestly, I, you know, when you see guys who come in with their duffel bags mm. and they need to have the shoes and mm-hmm. they need to have the wraps and they need to have the sleeves and they need to have... It's like you go through, like, three wardrobe changes <laughs> through, your, through your workout. And, you know, so they're taking more time lacing up their shoes mm-hmm. and doing your hair, whatever.
1: Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but usually, usually when we're at gym five and you and I are working out, I leave my phone in the locker. Yeah. And we'll be there for, like, two hours. Not every time, but, like, we'll be there for an hour to two hours, like, minimum hour. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need my phone. There's nothing on my phone that I need right now. I'm just going to be present. I'm going to work out. And again, you and I go in never having a plan. Right. We just show up and we're like, I don't know, let's do this. Or I'll come in and be like, I missed this one workout. I, I, I really ought to deadlift today if we can work that in. Otherwise, I'm fair game. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll leave my phone in the, and I'll show up hungover half the time.
0: <laughs> I still show up. You still show up? Yeah,
1: sweat it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Cool, man. I don't know if I got any more on that.
0: Well, you know what? If there's if there's one thing that I've heard from lots of dads, new dads, <laughs> old dads, who are very much into like working out and training, <laughs> this has always been a big theme. I mean really for parents not obviously not just dads but it's just like you know when life responsibilities start stacking up you can't like you, you can't be beholden to this rigid training schedule mm-hmm. you gotta be able to be adaptable bad sleep less time less energy um, again unpredictability mm-hmm Gets gets injected into your life. So um, anybody can train an athlete that has all the time, all the energy, all the money, mm-hmm. all the sleep in the world. But that's only a very few of us. And oftentimes that's only for a certain period of time in your life. Right. So otherwise, again, <laughs> once, you, once you step in through the door of the gym, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what you do from there is like your business. Once you, once you pass through the front door, now it's my business. Mm-hmm. And again, my goal is to make this as easy and seamless as possible mm-hmm. once you, once you make it in. So cool, man. I think that's a good spot to wrap up on. I think so too. Yeah. So again, little change of scenery. scenery?
1: Do you want? To, so in fairness it, We have a great working relationship with Ken And everybody at Zahn's I don't know if we said this at the end of the podcast last mm-hmm. week We might have mm-hmm. But just to catch everybody up um, Zahn's is having like a lot of places Some staffing issues And having difficulty keeping people running the bar While we're doing the podcast um, Ken and the crew over at Zahn's Have been phenomenal in hosting us Their beer is great um, but I don't blame him I mean it's been difficult He's working a lot of hours over there mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot of hours And so when he told us He's like I, You know I kind of need a break From doing this thing I was, I get it I do So um, All the best to Ken and Zoms And we'll be back there for sure To get to get beers and hang out And hopefully podcast As we bounce around town Like we used to um, But yeah For now East Nashville Beer Works Is going to be our spot At least until we hear the audio clip <laughs> and we'll see if all the if all the racket is uh, is a little too much we'll figure that
0: out yeah, but, um, yeah. but yeah
1: yeah well
0: hey speaking of being adaptable that's what we've had to do on this podcast I was man. gonna say
1: as long as there's beer involved
0: <laughs> that's it you know it's like there's there's just a few non-negotiables yep you know from working out showing up is, say, is one of them if for go, Andy, he we we've got to show up with with beer in my hand <laughs> With a beverage If uh,
1: if we record at my gym There's beer in the fridge So I'm not worried If we record at any brewery I'm not worried If we record at your place though Stock up
0: <laughs> That's the X factor You
1: might as well just get like a case Just in case Not a case Get a 12 pack or something Yeah Just to like keep on hand In case we end up recording at your spot
0: Yeah Emergency beer Yeah Emergency drinking we beer We should
1: just get emergency <clears throat> drinking beer For exactly that reason Yeah Okay yeah. We'll figure it out Be adaptable
0: That's it word cool man well Andy and Zach signing off from East Nashville Beer Works here in beautiful East Nashville Tennessee our old stomping grounds and whether it's your first time or your 67th time yep. listening in we do appreciate you and we will see you and you will hear us in the next episode we'll see you then bye